Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages. Many years ago, back in the old country, there lived a holy, sweet couple who loved each other so very much. upon a time and welcome to the story story podcast i'm your host rachel ann harding and i have some stories for you this is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world it will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely the wind was blowing I mean blowing like it was the wolf at the three pigs door trying to huff and puff and blow my coat off. It had seemed like a nice morning for a walk, warm for February and a few puffy clouds in the sky. I stepped out my door and headed around the corner for the park. I hadn't gone for more than a few steps. When the wind started to whip up around me and I heard this whispered, Who can get her to take her coat off first? Who can get her to take her coat off first? Who can get her to take her coat off Then the wind started blowing with a vengeance, billowing up and out the Cold air whipped my hair around my face and down my neck. I grabbed my coat, hurriedly buttoned it closed, took the hat out of my pocket and firmly pulled it down over my ears. The wind seemed even more earnest, blew round me until it was pushing me across the sidewalk, and I thought I would need to grab a tree for support. Then just like that, the wind was gone. I thought I heard a whisper of, shucks. The first story for the podcast today is by Floor Bromley. She is a bilingual recording artist, actress, singer-songwriter, storyteller, and puppeteer. She's originally from Lima, Peru, and tells the classic story, The Lion and the Mouse. This is The Lion and the Mouse. Once upon a time, there was a tiny, tiny mouse, and he had big ears, and everybody said, He has big ears, he has big ears, and he would say, I know, I know I have big ears, leave me alone, they help me listen. And he also had big teeth. And everybody would say, He has big teeth, he has big teeth. And he would respond, I know, I know, they help me eat, so leave me alone. But what he didn't like to be teased about it was his size, because he was very little. So when they would say, He's so little, he's so tiny, can't do anything. He would respond, hey, I might be little, but I can do whatever I want to because I am powerful, so leave me alone. One day, it was the giraffe's birthday, and everybody in the jungle was invited to her birthday party. Everybody except the lion. You see, the lion was the king of the jungle. He was very scary, and he liked to eat the other animals, so he was not invited. But everybody was there. The baboons, the monkeys, the elephants, and the mouse. And when the mouse entered the room, everybody started teasing him. He's so tiny. He has big ears. He has big teeth. Can't do anything. And he had it. He said, hey, listen, people. Listen, animals, I could be tiny, but but I can do anything I want. Plus, everybody loves me, and I'm friends with everybody. I am even friends with the lion. What? 
upset the whole crowd. The, the lion? No, 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 no. That can't be possible. We can't believe the lion is not friends with anybody. Well, he's friends with me. He's like this. We are BFFs. We are inseparable. And, and, and he loves me very much. Then the elephant stomped in. I don't believe you. If you're good friends with this lion, why don't you bring him here? And then we can all see that. Ah, uh, you, you want me to um, um, bring him here to um to this place, to uh, the park? Sure, sure. So I can definitely do that right now. Uh, yes, right now we'll give you 30 minutes. Oh, oh, that's that. Um, okay, okay, then I, I'll be back. Don't worry about it. I can do it. I'll be right back. And he left. But he was lying. See, he didn't know the lion. He was just saying that to impress them. But now he had to do it. So he went in search of the lion. I'm going to find the lion. The lion. The lion. I'm going to find the lion. So we can be best friends. Yeah. And he found him after a while of looking for him. He was there on a corner, on a tree, sleeping. But the mouse couldn't wait for him to wake up. He had a deadline. Okay, then I just have to wake him up and then maybe we can be friends. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up the lion. The lion, the lion, I'm going to wake up the lion so we can be best friends. Yeah! So he climbed up on top of him, by his tail, on top of his head, right there where he has his lovely set of hair, grabbed him by the hair and started jumping up and down saying, Wake up, lion, 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 wake up, lion, so we can be best friends. Yeah! And the lion woke up. Who woke me up? Who dared to wake me up? Was that you, pesky little mouth? Well, I don't like to be woken up, and you know what I do when they wake me up? I eat them. So he grabbed them by the neck. (laughs) And he said, So now I'm going to eat you up. And the mouse said, Tasty? No, I don't taste good. See, it all look a little yucky. I taste really bad. See, I'm not a chicken. Um, so you don't want to? Why do you eat something else? No, you woke me up, so I'm going to eat you up right now. And he opened his mouth, and in that moment, the mouse started crying. <laughs> please, 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 please don't eat me. Please, I'm begging you. got a little soft. Ugh, I don't like to eat animals who cry. Listen, you know what? I'm going to let you go, but only this time. And you, you go, and I never want to see you again, okay? He put him down and say, Go! Go, little mouse, go! Okay! And he left. Thank you! Well, then the lion got hungry. He started looking for food. Let's see what I can do here. That pesky little mouse. How dare he come with me? He found a trap. 
on a net trap, and he was hanging from a tree without anybody to help him. I need help. Help. Help! But the mouse heard his crying with his big ears, and he went back to help him out. I'm gonna save you, Mr. Lion! You? What can you do for me? I'm going to save you because there's nothing I cannot do, and I'm very powerful, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna save your life. Listen, he, he said, just pass me your tail. My tail? Your tail, now. He passed him his tail through one of the holes of the net, and the mouse started climbing it up. Yeah, ha, yeah, ha, 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 ha. And the lion was hurting. Yo, yo, you're pulling on my tail. Yeah. So you almost, oh! He got all the way up onto that net and he said, Now I'm gonna use my teeth. <gasps> and he started biting the net. Until the net was thin enough and the mouse said, Okay, lion, you're gonna fall down. One, two, three. <sighs> oh, that hurt. But you know what? I'm free. To do what I want. And you old time, you, you mouse, save my life. And, and I, I would think that you, a tiny little thing, couldn't do anything, but I was wrong. Listen, listen, mouse, what can I do for you? I'll do anything. Well, um, you know what? You can come to the giraffe's birthday party with me, and we can, and we can be friends. Can you be my friend now? You know what? I will. Yay! We're gonna be friends forever, forever, forever. We're gonna be friends forever. Me and the lion, yeah. We're gonna be friends forever, forever, forever. We're gonna be friends forever. Me and the mouse, yeah. <laughs> and the mouse and the lion became friends, and the mouse told the animals the truth. But they also knew that he could do anything, no matter how small he was. And that's the story of the lion and the mouse. The The little old woman who lived in a shoe knows about tiny homes. Having lived in a shoe with too many children, she knows how to make use of all the spaces in and out of a house. While I cannot comment on her parenting style of spanking children soundly and sending them to bed, I can say her tiny houses are a delight. The roller skate model features wheels for ease of transportation and a roomy toe. The high top model is compact but has an upper deck where you can view the world and plant a garden. The work boot is the biggest model, with room for a family of four or more if you want to fit them in, and comes with a tiny washer-dryer combo. If you are looking for a compact home, check out Shoe-In Tiny Homes. With all of that wind, it took me a moment to catch my breath, but it really seemed to have calmed down. I continued to walk with my arms wrapped around me, but the sun continued to shine and peace prevailed. I started to get warmer and pulled off my hat, running my fingers through my tangled hair. The sun kept shining. I unbuttoned my coat as a trickle of sweat ran down my neck. The sun continued to shine, and I walked up and over a hill. By the time I was on the other side, I was uncomfortably hot, and I took off my coat and put it over my arm. As I continued to stroll, I heard a voice from the sky whisper, I won. Take her coat off first. I put my earbuds in, turned on music, and decided to ignore it. The second story is by Hungarian storyteller Tenga Zolka. 
Changa is a folklorist who finds the most obscure stories and brings them back to the light of day. She has a rare story from Aesop's collection. This is Momus. Believe it or not, at the beginning of time there were not 12 great gods on Mount Olympus. There were 13 of them. You probably know the big ones, the first 12, but the 13th? Oh, that was a guy called Momus. Momus was god of sarcasm, cynicism, critique, writers, and poets. The world was still fresh. Everything was new. The gods were creating new things every day, politely applauding each other for their achievements. One day, for example, Poseidon created the bull. It was majestic, large and strong, with long curving horns, and the gods stood around applauding and cheering and telling Poseidon how mighty his invention was. And then suddenly, there was a voice from the back. Are you kidding me? Everyone turned, and there stood Momus, looking at the bull, saying, Well, Poseidon, I really don't... It's a great achievement. You've done really well for yourself, but look at it. It will put its head down to attack somebody with those long curving horns, and it doesn't see where it's going. It is going to attack completely blind. You should have put the eyes at the end of the horns so that the bull would see where it's going. There was a hush in the room. The gods were looking at each other, not sure what to say. And Poseidon glared at Momus until he very smartly backed out of the room. Sometime later, Athena, the goddess of wisdom, came out with a new invention. She invented the house. It was marvelous. It had walls, it had a roof, it was sturdy. There were windows for the light to get in. There was a door to go in and out. It was perfect. It was a masterpiece. And the gods gathered around it, applauding and cheering and complimenting the goddess for her wisdom and her creativity. And then, all of a sudden, there was a voice in the back. Are you kidding me? Everybody turned, and there was Momus in the doorway, looking at the invention, saying, Athena, don't you think you forgot something? I mean, this looks really sturdy and stable and probably warm and easy to keep clean and it will shelter whatever or whoever lives in it from the wind and the cold and the rain it's it's really great it's just that once you build it once you have one of these it's stuck right where it is don't you think it would have been much better to put wheels on it so that people could travel um, they could go wherever they want and they could take their, their dwelling, their shelter, wherever they wanted to go. And if they had bad neighbors, it would be a lot easier to move somewhere else if you could take your house, don't you think? Athena's thought about this long and hard and the other gods looked at each other, not sure if Momus was right or he was just stirring up trouble as usual. And eventually Momus went his very merry way. And it was a long, long time, centuries, before people really invented the moving houses. Eventually, it turned out Momus was right, but that's another story. But one day, one glorious day, Zeus announced that he created people. And all the gods gathered to look at this new thing called a human. 
they were admiring it and complimenting Zeus and talking about how this was surely going to be the greatest invention the world has ever seen. They were looking at it from all sides, admiring how it was designed and how well it stood and it moved. And then there was a voice in the back. Are you kidding me? And the hush fell on the room and everybody turned and there was Momus looking at the human. Great Zeus. Don't take this the wrong way. I really I really think you did a great job with the human. It it looks perfect. It is very pretty. It's good to look at. It does a lot of things on its own. It will probably worship us and feed us with sacrifices. I really like the idea. It's a really good design, but excuse me Zeus, but you put the heart on the inside. How can how can we tell? How can people tell if somebody's good or evil? If the heart was on the outside, they could see immediately if somebody's intentions were good or if they meant to do them harm. They could see if the heart was bright or if it was dark. But the heart is on the inside and you can see that, see it. And I, I think this will cause a lot of trouble in the long run. Well, Zeus, the king of the gods, did not take to criticism quite as well as the others. And the next thing they knew... Momus was flying across the sky like a meteor, landing on Earth among the humans. And he was never ever allowed back on Mount Olympus. But he's okay with that. Legend says he still lives among the humans to this very day, stirring up trouble, looking at new inventions, questioning and critiquing everything he sees. Oh, and he's still the god of poets and writers. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at storystorypodcast.com forward slash episode 40. Show the love. Find Floor Bromley and Chenga Zalka on Facebook and the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. Floor Bromley has a CD of music for children titled Cheeky Music Boom. And Chenga Zalka has a new book out, Dancing on Blades, Rare and Exquisite Folktales from the Carpathian Mountains. She also has an interesting blog about the wonders she finds in the books of folklore. You can find those and more links through their websites or at storystorypodcast.com. In fairy tales, the magic number is three, so I have three things for you to do. One, like and rate the show on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Two, join the mailing list. You will get a link to the podcast delivered to your inbox, plus news and other storytelling-related goodness. Three, consider becoming a supporter. For as little as $4 a month, the cost of a scented candle, you help support the podcast and will get access to a story story short. The story story short for this episode is by Steve Lally, the boy with no story. You can find out how to support the podcast and join the mailing list at storystorypodcast.com. And a thank you as big as a winter snowstorm to those who are donating. If you would like to stay connected, you can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. Please come say hello, check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors, and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. Next episode is about the magic that happens when two people really love each other and are separated in a fairy tale world. I hope you'll join me again, and until then, live happily ever after.
The wedding lasted for seven days. I know. I was there. I would cross 27 countries, wear out three pairs of boots, battle two giants, and the grandmother of all witches, Baba Yaga, before I was reunited with my frog princess. But that's a story for another time. The last thing he said before he died was a curse on anyone who would dare to go sing with the fans. Just because a story is strange, do not mistake. It can also be true.